No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. Only wise men are able actually to attain this knowledge. He quotes, An ignorant man cannot be a chosid. Now it doesn't say he can't be a tzaddik. A tzaddik is a person who keeps the Torah. A righteous man is a tzaddik. But to be a chosid is not enough. You must know and understand. And you need a great deal of knowledge and understanding. Like we'll soon see. And therefore, an amores cannot be a chosid, although it could be a tzaddik. And I will explain this thing in a certain order. Say so that, that's where we're stopping. The subject was Hasidus, which we explained already. The volunteering of the generous soul to do things that are not obligatory. And it was explained that some of these things may be venturesome and risky unless a person knows what is the will of Hashem in which direction we should go if we want to go beyond the line of duty. Because sometimes we might be going in the opposite direction. And therefore, he emphasized, in order to become a chosid, you must be learned. Loi am ho'ores chosid. A tzaddik could be an am ho'ores. But a chosid can be an am ho'ores. Because he has to know the ways of the Torah, and he has to study the directions in which a person could go if he wanted to volunteer beyond the line of duty. Now, the root of Hasidus is as follows. In Baruch it states, Fortunate is the man who labors in Torah. Now that's the first thing. Because Torah gives him the ideas. It gives him the mentality. And then he can do additional pleasures to the one who created him. In order to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, additional happiness from us, by our doing things beyond the line of duty, the first, however, is you must toil in gaining Torah knowledge, Torah attitudes. Who explains? The mitzvahs that are obligatory on all Jews, they're well known. And people know how far the obligation extends. It means 
when the Jewish nation was an observant nation, everybody knew what he was supposed to do. If somebody loves Hashem with a real, with a true love, he's not satisfied to do only what he is obliged to do. Lo he won't be satisfied to make himself free by accomplishing only that which everybody knows is an obligation. Asher al kol yisrael which is something that all Jews have to do. No, he won't be satisfied with that. A man who loves Hashem will try to exert himself more than what others are doing. And he explains on Moshe. Elohim, the following Moshe, is a principle that underlies the whole story of Hasidus. It'll happen to him like it happens to a son that loves his father. The father would reveal his mind even slightly that he desires a certain thing. Let's say we're passing by a certain store window and the father just stopped to look at a certain thing in the window. To the son, it's very important. He saw the father was interested in a certain object. So now the son feels that he is going to exert himself to see that that father gets that object. Now the father didn't say a word. And the father didn't urge him to do anything. But because he sensed that his father was interested in that object, the son now feels an urge to see that the father gets that object. That son will now increase that thing. I mean, not only that object, even something better and bigger than that object or that kind of act whatever you can let's say suppose the father is interested in a certain kind of uh, instrument that made music a cheap little instrument but he didn't stop to talk about it he didn't say get it for me no but the son saw the father is interested so the son is not satisfied to buy that little cheap instrument but he goes out of his way, he saves up money to buy for his father a more expensive kind of that instrument. And he does all that he can to help his father carry out his pleasures. All the father only said it once. And even then he didn't say it completely. We have a word. Still the son already understands that's the father's wish. It's enough for such a son to understand in which direction the father's mind inclines that they should do for him. Even what he didn't say openly. That means as follows. We look in the Torah. Even the things that are not mentioned openly whether it's a hint in which direction Hashem wants us to go, so the man who knows Torah, who's at home in the ideals of the Torah, he senses in which direction our Kodesh wants him to do. 
And in order to cause pleasure to Hashem, he tries to do more than that what was hinted at. And he wants to carry it out as fully as possible in order to cause pleasure to his creator, even though the creator didn't tell him to do it. Didn't even speak about it. It was just hinted in a certain phrase, in a certain mitzvah that talked about something else. But the mitzvah already points in a certain direction. So the son guesses what the father really wants, and he goes all out in his efforts to see that the father gets that thing as much as possible. That's a chassid. I'll say that inside. Since the son is able to judge by himself that that matter would be a pleasure to his As soon as the son sees a hint from his father, it's only a half of a hint. He goes out with all of his efforts in order to please his father. That's called chasidus. Let's say if we see that the Torah desires that we should not wrong anyone in money matters. Now, a man who studies that superficially, if he keeps thinking, never walks into his house, let's say, and breaks something by accident, since he learned that a mazik is fired even unintentionally, he pays for it. But when a man is interested in serving Hashem beyond the line of duty, he said, we see from this that our Kodesh Bola wants us to save our fellow man from any kind of a loss whatsoever. And you're talking deeply to them, and you're waking up people, and it's, you're stealing from them something that you can never return. It's worse than money. That's an example. But it's not chassidus, however. Because that's how pidin, a gazel, and it's worse than gazel. <coughs> so when people learn properly, they get the spirit of the Torah. Not only the letter of the Torah, but what are the ideals of the Torah. And then, because they love Hashem, they do beyond the line of duty, and they add in those directions. But if you're not learning you don't know what the Torah wants of you, and you try to volunteer to go beyond the line of duty, you might be doing ridiculous things, and sometimes wrong things. And Amorites, who didn't gain the attitudes of the Torah thoroughly, Amorites Chosi cannot be a Chosi and attempt to do beyond the line of duty. But when a person learned Torah, he labored in Torah, then he's capable 
To do the will of Hashem, even if Hakadosh Baruch Hu did not command it explicitly, or even there's no command at all. But if we see how Hakadosh Baruch Hu's intentions are, that's enough for the Chosid to run ahead and do more than was required of him in order to carry out Hashem's intentions beyond what was stated. I gave a marshal, if a son is walking with his father and he saw that the father stopped at a bake shop and looked into the window for a moment, so the son saw that the father was interested in something in the window so he made it his business to find out what it was and he went from then on and he used to buy that object, that merchandise for his father. The older the father said nothing about it but since the son saw that the father had interest in it the love of his father motivated him to go ahead and do things even though he wasn't asked to do it. That's Hasidus. It was explained already that that requires a great deal of intelligence because otherwise you might make wrong inferences from what the father hinted and sometimes go in the opposite direction. And therefore, see this is only for intellectuals who know Torah and understand the spirit of the Torah. Otherwise, he cannot be a chassid. Lo amo has chassid. Now we saw the top line. Kuf yud gimel. In a double zeh, anachnu royim osu beinenu, she yivoled bechol eisu chol shor, bein kol oivaleh. This thing we see always with our eyes. It happens among friends, bein ish lishto, also between a husband and his wife, bein ovebno, a father and his son, we see that they try to do things to please each other beyond what was requested. Even if nothing had been said, but if they guess that's what the other party would like, so he goes of his own accord and volunteers to do it anyhow. Now he sums up. Between all people who really have a strong love for each other, Shaloyoyma, he shouldn't say, Lo needs I wasn't commanded by him to do more. It's enough for me to do what he told me openly. And I don't have to do beyond that. No. If he really loves somebody, he tries to do in the same direction, more than he was commanded, more than was requested. 
או המימה שנעשה יודן על דעת המסבה. From what he was commanded, he understands, he judges, what's the intention of the person who commanded him, and he tries to do even more than the command. He tries to do whatever he's able, Lord, to guess, that it would be a pleasure for that person. So if the person whom he loves requested a small thing, he, however, is not satisfied with that small thing. If his beloved person, his wife, or his son, or his father, wanted something, so he goes all out to do beyond what was requested because of his desire to do a nachas ruach and cause happiness to the one whom he loves. So the chassid tries to do a nachas ruach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by doing beyond what Hashem asked him to do. Say that. The same can happen to those people who love their Creator, our true love. That's also included in the ones we love. Hashem, we love Him too. Those mitzvahs whose commandments are stated openly can serve for him they're only a revelation of in which direction HaKadosh Baruch wants him to go and therefore he's not satisfied merely to do the mitzvahs. If that's where Hashem wants him to go in that direction he'll travel beyond what those mistresses require. Lodas shall inyanahu noiter et seinu echepsu yizbarashmo. From the mistresses we can learn that in this direction are called whose intentions incline. The oz lo yomah, then he won't say, daily by meshom of hers, I'm satisfied with what was openly told me I should do or not do. Or I'll throw off my responsibilities by just fulfilling whatever I'm obliged to fulfill. But on the opposite, he will say, Since I have discovered that Hashem's interest, His intention, lies in a certain direction, that will be to me for eyes to see the harbors to make even more of the same. And to make it even more expanded and all the size that I'm able to expand it. I can understand, Lord, doing to understand, should it certainly is what a Hashem desires it. Now, by the way, that's what the Jewish nation has been doing from the beginning. HaKadosh Baruch said, I want you to keep Shabbos. I didn't say anything else, but the Jewish nation has added the name of Muktze, have added three Sudas on Shabbos, putting on big day Shabbos, lighting candles for Shabbos. The Jewish nation said, if HaKadosh Baruch wants the Shabbos, to be honored, even though he didn't command us these things, 
we ourselves will add, and that's what the administration did in everything. For instance, when it says you shouldn't cook meat and milk together. So we didn't say that's enough for us, no. If you can't cook meat and milk together, so we won't even eat it cold, not cooked together. And not only won't eat it together, but we won't eat milk until a certain time passes after we ate meat. So you see, we're always adding to what the words of the Torah are. And this is a sign of our love of Hashem as mistress. We don't want to say only the minimum that He commanded us. If He gives us a hint in which direction His thoughts are pointing, so we run ahead of the mitzvah to do even more than we required. He does a pleasure of spirit to his creator. The Chosi tries to cause a special pleasure to Hashem by doing beyond what he is required to do. So it comes out, what's the rule of the entire subject of Hasidus? to expand the fulfillment of all the mitzvahs on all sides and all conditions that are proper and that are possible, say that. Now you can see Shachasidis Mimina Precious. Chassidis is similar to Precious that's one of the subjects that were previously studied. Elisha precious Belavin. Precious means to go beyond the line of duty in prohibitions. Was forbidden, we add and make even more forbidden. But Chasidis Be'esim. Chasidis is in positive commandments. What we're commanded to do, we go beyond the line of duty and do even more. Ushneim, Indian, Echad, both have the same subject. What's the subject? Shehula Hoysif al to add to what is explained openly, what we could assess, we could guess, according to the openly expressed commandment, there should be a pleasure to Hashem Yisbara. That's the real definition of Chassidus. Now we'll explain the main parts of it. Now we have to understand that this is not a simple matter at all. I'll give him a muscle. Suppose somebody will do something very extreme, even ridiculous. Now we might look down on that person. That person, however, might be a chassid. But he has studied the ways of Hashem, and therefore he tries to do more than is required. And to us, it seems so extreme that we laugh at them. For instance, as mentioned already once before, that when Avram wanted to fulfill the mitzvah of kindliness to wayfarers, now, and the Torah doesn't say anything about kindliness to wayfarers. The Torah said only, you should do what's right in the eyes of Hashem. Hashem, expects us to do what's right to people, be kindly. Let's say a poor man, you should give him something to eat, you should give him money. A wayfarer, it's already an extension of the principle of those, a wayfarer is away from home, 
doesn't have any kitchen any with him, there are no restaurants and therefore it's understandable that Akhtodish Borahu would prefer that we would do the hospitality to him suppose the wayfarer however is not willing to use take our hospitality or we have to run out and beg him to partake of our hospitality it wouldn't occur to us Abraham when he saw visitors on the road he ran out and fell down on the ground and begged them he fell on the ground and begged them to partake of his hospitality that's really remarkable and if we were to see that we would think it's silly so extreme it's only because it's in the Chumash that we're accustomed to that idea had we seen it the first time we would have despised it and says Avram loves our Kodesh Baruchu and he knew that Kodesh Baruchu wanted us to be kindly to people and therefore to run out and fall down on the ground and beg them to partake of his hospitality in order to carry out their mitzvah like our Kodesh Baruchu would prefer to have it done if they didn't ask us to do that way or when Rivka, the little girl went to draw water for the camels of Eliezer and she ran back and forth all by herself drawing water for all the camels and the ten men able-bodied men were standing and looking at her she looked like an insane girl but HaKodesh Bola said that's the one I'm going to choose to be the mother of the Am Yisrael because she because of her love of Hashem wanted to do hospitality so she went beyond the line of duty and she went so far ahead it was a tremendous act of chassidus and therefore she was chosen said a little piece we go further but Perek Yud Tess three main divisions of chassidus Echad one Bemaisa Chassidus in doing certain acts Hashaini the second part of Hasidus is in the way you do those acts I mean, even the same deed that others do you do with an entirely different manner that's Hasidim do that's what explain and the third part is the intentions that you have now once more sometimes a Hasid does things that nobody would do like Rivke who ran back and forth all alone a little girl drawing water for the camels of ten able-bodied men it's a miser sometimes the miser is what other people also do but the way this person does it is different let's say somebody is willing to put on a mezuzah but this person makes it his business that the mezuzah should be very carefully inspected he spends more money on the mezuzah so the same act doesn't put on two mezuzahs on the doorpost only one like everybody else but that one mezuzah is done with more intention to do it perfectly and the third part of Chassidus is the thoughts let's say you are doing what everybody else does but they are doing it in a shallow manner and you are doing it thinking 
your intentions are to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's say that you're bowing down to Shmon You bow down. That's the deal. You must bow down. But the Chosi, when he bows down, bows down with the thought, I am thanking you, Hashem, for something specific. And every time he bows, he chooses a different subject for which to bow down to show his gratitude. So his bow is an entirely different kind than what others do. So therefore, these are the three main parts. Different kinds of acts. Sometimes Hasidim do things that are queer that nobody else does. Sometimes it's the same act, but it's done with more intensiveness or perfection, more expensive, more care. And the third kind of Hasidim is the act might be a normal, usual kind of act, but the thoughts that accompany it are unusual thoughts. Now the first part in deeds, in acts, which he will explain, acts are also divided into two parts. Acts between men and Akkadish Baruchu, Hashani, Acts between man and his fellow man. Now, I telling us as follows. In the first part of Chesidus, in the matter of acts, of deeds, there are two different divisions. One is deeds between man and Hashem, and the other, Chesidus, and deeds between man and man. I'll give a muscle, for instance. Between man and man, the din is, you must be careful not to cause any damage to your fellow man's property. Suppose you go out of your way, however, and you try to prevent somebody else from doing damage. Let's say you see a man's garbage can is already in the gutter. Now, you're not going to damage it. You didn't put it there. But since it's in the gutter, you're afraid a car might hit it and flatten it. So you take it out of the gutter and put it on the sidewalk. That's already beyond the line of duty. Actually, it's not, because it belongs to Hashavah Salveda. I'm saying it as a muscle. So an ordinary person, I wouldn't kick the garbage can into the gutter. Now, that's damaging my fellow man. But if it's in the gutter already, it's none of my business. But the man that goes beyond the line of duty, sees it's lying in the gutter already, or it wasn't his fault, or he tries to retrieve it and save it from being crushed. And he puts it back on the sidewalk. So therefore, there are many things between man and man that enter under the heading of Hasidus. And between man and Akkadish Baruch Hu, also many things which he will discuss later. We're stopping now. In the first part of the subject of Chesidus, he made a distinction. So the first part of the first part, who? The behavior between a man and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chesidus, in that subject, 
And what is the content or the idea of chesidus there? Kiyum kol ha-mitzvahs v'chol ha-dikdukim shebehem to fulfill all the mitzvahs with all the details ad-mokim shiyad ha-odam agas as far as a man's hand can reach. The Elohim and these additional things shenikroum chachomim shiorei mitzvahim Achon is Rene called these things the remnants of the mitzvah. For instance, in the mitzvah of Natilas Lulav, when one takes in his hand all the four minim, he has fulfilled the mitzvah. But to make Nanuim and to wave them back and forth, that's only an addition. It's Sheyore mitzvah called the remnants of the mitzvah. Now that, however, we won't call this because the whole Jewish nation does it. But the Jewish nation is practicing a national chassidus by adding to the mitzvah itself the practice also of waving it back and forth. That's the nanuim. The omu, and they said, how important are these additions? We shouldn't think it's unimportant. No, it's important. The remnants of the mitzvah are so important that they hold back retribution from coming. They protect us from retribution. For instance, the Gemara says that by waving back and forth and up and down, he is protecting himself or the Jewish nation from damaging winds, hurricanes that could hurt the crops, up and down, is requesting that rain should come in time. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks with great favor on additions that people make to the mistress themselves. These additions are so powerful that they can hold back retributions that will become otherwise. Although the mitzvah itself is completed without them, without these additions. And they already fulfilled this obligation because the whole obligation was fulfilled already by taking the four minim in his hand. That's for ordinary people. But the Hasidim means people who are devoted to Hashem should always add to the completion of the mitzvah and not to reduce them or minimize them. As said before, everybody today makes Nanuim. But there was a time when it was considered only an act of Hasidim to do that. Today, the whole Jewish nation practiced a many Hasidus. In general, there are other things, however, that are not commanded upon us to do if a person voluntarily adds to them in the service of Hashem, 
He should know he's doing something that's greatly prized by HaKadosh Baruch Hu Now before he had said that the first part of Hasidus is master, is doing, acts. And in acts there are two parts, acts between a man and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now we come to the second part of the acts of Hasidus. The second part of this first section of, of Acts, between a man and his fellow man. What does it mean? The increase, the addition of kindliness, that a man should always try to do good to other people, and not to do them any harm. This is done in various ways, to their physical existence, like their body, in their property, and their emotions. Now it explains. She tried to help people whatever he could. help to make their burdens lighter. He can help them in their burdens, the things they have to do. And he shares their work with them to make things lighter for them. Let's say his wife has to do work in the house and the husband wants to make his wife's work lighter. He washes the dish. He puts things back in the right place. He's making things lighter for her. He's sharing her burden. He carries the yoke with his fellow man. Some people have a yoke on them. Everybody has things to do. But some people want to help others carry their yoke. If there happens that somebody has some injury, a physical injury, and he's able to prevent physical injury, or to remove it, once he has it, let's say, he sees something slippery on the sidewalk, a slippery thing, and he takes that time to push it off the sidewalk to prevent harm to somebody, that's already a chasidus, to prevent harm that might come to somebody, or somebody already has some problem, what happened to him, he tries to help him solve the problem, he suggests some kind of a remedy or something, or he goes and gets the remedy for him. Yitrach Kedelasosh, he should bother himself, he should labor in order to do it. So therefore, in Ben Odom al in Lomaise, on the goose, you help a person, discharge his obligations by helping carrying his burden for him, making things easier for him, preventing harm from coming to him, and helping him in case he did have any troubles. So all these things are included in Hasidus Spain Adam al-Khaber. Say that. <laughs> included in this, of course, is not to cough into people's faces, not to sneeze when people are close to you, not to shake hands if you have a cold. 
various other means of safety for people, especially little children, to guard them against possibilities of injury, open windows when children are around, driving in cars, being careful, seat belts if you're up front and so on, a number of things that are considered only a matter-of-fact thing and optional, still somebody who is devoted to the service of Hashem and he wants to do beyond the line of duty, he tries to think of ways and means to help people avoid harm to their bodies. The moment, now in people's money, in property, to help somebody as far as you're able to, to afford. In his business, help him out. And to prevent loss of money to him, whatever you're able. If you see that his garbage can is lying in the gutter, and you want to pick it up in order that a car shouldn't crush it, that's already chesidus. Al-Pidin really is how Mitzvah the Torah Hashavah Savedah because even if it's not lost but it's going to be ruined it's called Hashavah Savedah so that's Al-Pidin many of the things that I mentioned are not really Hasidus. they're Dinim but they're using them as a muscle or beyond what people think is the line of duty also when you borrow somebody's property you have to be very careful you have no permission, you can't use this property. If you have permission, you must use it only the way it was borrowed for. You can't use it in other ways that might be injurious to the thing. And surely, he should make sure that nothing will happen that come from him. Before he was talking about preventing damage to come to his fellow man's property from some other way. And surely he should make sure that he himself doesn't damage people's property. Even if it's public property, you be very careful not to damage, let's say, the property of a yeshiva or the base Akhenesis. They shouldn't waste their money. They should try to protect them from any kind of loss even the small financial laws. Even though now, immediately, on the spot, the injured damage is not there yet, but he should have the foresight to look ahead. It could cause a damage. Since it could come to a damage to somebody's property, the serum, he should remove the damage and get rid of it. Let's say he shouldn't walk out and leave the door open of his shul. So therefore, it's open to a bombers who might come in and do damage. Although it didn't happen, but it might happen. Therefore, he looks ahead and he worries about that. Your fellow man's money should be just as beloved to you like your own money. And sometimes, even though you're careless with your money, you cannot be careless with your fellow man's property. Set that aside.
Now the third part, Benefish. Chassidus was a fellow man in his emotions. She should attempt to do to his fellow man any kind of pleasure that he is capable of causing him. Being Binyon Yaakov, with the matter of giving him honor, he shouldn't be stingy in giving honor to people. And even though that person is hungry for honor, we shouldn't say just because of that I won't give it to him. No, if he's hungry, even worse, a hungry man, you should give him what he needs to eat, give him more honor. Being behold, shorting on him, all other matters of a person's feelings, and certainly not to hurt somebody's feelings, that's already not chassidus, that's the issue of the Raisa. But to seek to make people happy as much as you're possible with your conduct, with your face, your expression, and with your words. Kol mashu yodea shim yasehu anything that he knows or he thinks. If he would do it to his fellow man, it would cause him a certain pleasurable emotion. Mitzvah Mitzvah to do it. Now certainly he shouldn't cause him distress. Any kind of distress at all. To be careful not to say words that hurt. Or even they might hurt. He has to avoid that. No matter what way he should make it his business, you're never going to hurt anybody's feelings. Uklal calls who all that's included in the expression Gimilus Chasodim, doing kindliness. Asher Hifligu Chachomim Zuchem Levroche Bishwocho O Bechavosimo. That our sages spoke at length, exceedingly, about the praise of such activity and our obligation to engage in such activity. Obichlal's including this is Radifes Hasholam, to pursue harmony, to pursue, to make yourself always ready to be friendly even to people who might want ascension, people looking for uh, opportunities to quarrel. You're always making peace with people who are at odds with you, it doesn't mean Rishoyim. No, I'm not talking about that. But Orthodox Jews, Shemri Mitzvahs, should always seek to make peace with each other. Of course, the husband and wives, certainly, as part of the Chsidis, at all times, to seek to be harmony. Shehu ha-ha-toba klolis, being odem kolmachver. Harmony, shalom, that's a general kindliness. People are at peace with each other. It's a kindliness in general, of course. Making peace, let's say you're an outsider and two people are quarreling, or husband and wife, able to make peace between them. No question. Very great achievement to be a referee to make peace among people. And that's all included with many other obligations in the duty of Hasidah.
in the middle of the page, Ve'ata. Ve'ata ovi l'chorayes al kol advar mo'ela now I shall bring proofs for all these things from the words of the Chachamim. Although it's actually simple things, but they don't have to be reinforced by any proofs. Still, is going to bring proofs in case somebody will think that it's extreme, it's superfluous. So he brings proofs that this is the true attitude. With what merit did you have such long years of life? I never urinated in the four armors or within the four armors of Tfilah. It means if I happened to stand someplace on the field when I was saying Shmon then I had to urinate. I made it my business to walk away four Amis, to walk away from the four Amis around the place where I had been standing. The place four Amis on all sides where he had been standing were now considered sacred by him because he had stood and spoken to Hashem. And to urinate, he walked away from those four Amis. And never called my fellow man with a nickname. And never miss Kiddush on Shabbos morning. Although Shabbos morning Kiddush is not the Arisit, never missed it. Amy is Kenoisi, had an old mother. Once she sold the cap that she used to cover her head, and now she didn't have anything except a piece of cloth, but she lost her cap because she wanted to get money for her yearly Kiddush She brought me wine for Kiddush Hayyam. His mother, of course, did something very extreme, but she did it only because she knew that her son needed wine for Kiddush Hayyam. And therefore, she was willing to go so far as to sell her hat or cap. Now you hear from in Achsidus, the additional duties in the matters of mistress, being Adam Lamakim. Now these things have no connection with another person, only with the mistress, being Adam Lamakim. Kikvor Potter Hoyimin Adin. Because actually he was absolved Alvidin from the necessity to bring wine for Kiddush. Even he didn't have any. He had no wine. So he couldn't make Kiddush. But the mother thought that he would be so unhappy that she sold the cap on her head. Omnon. This he did only, not because the din required that, only because of midas chasidus. 
We also see something that affects a fellow man's honor. He didn't call him a nickname, even though it wasn't a nickname that ridiculed him. Let's say sometimes a person has a name that's not a ridicule, but it's not his original name. Still, he always honored his fellow man to call him by the full dignified name. Well, the Pirshatishul just explains because it was a nickname that would be a shame for him, like saying Fatty or Shorty. He surely wouldn't say that. That's out of the question. And he wouldn't say that's a schus that gave him a long life. But he means even a name that did not detract from that person's dignity at all. Nevertheless, he always insisted in calling a person by his most dignified original name. And Ravune Gamkein, a similar case. Koshar Gimi Alevushit. He tied a string around his garment. And so the Rebbe said, what is your belt? Why a string? So he said, He sold his belt to buy wine for Kiddush. So that's illustrations how the Hasidim did beyond the line of duty. Say that. Oh, John. Also there. Sho'alu Talmido, they ask us, Rabbi Allah ben Shamuah, with what merit did you live so long? Omelem, so he said, Meyomai, Lo'osishi, Kapendalia, Besaknesis. I never made the Besaknesis a shortcut between two streets. But he walked all the way around and didn't go through the Besaknesis. Now, some learn even more than that. Even though he entered the Besaknesis by one door and he was there to Mimispalo, he didn't walk out from the other way which would have afforded him a shortcut. He went back again and went around the block. The two Perushim I never stepped over the heads of Am Kredish. People sat on the floor in those days. So if he came in late, he would have to walk by as if he's walking over their heads because his garments are swirling around him over their heads. So he never did that. He always came in early so he shouldn't have to walk by people who are sitting on the ground. Here I have two subjects, the honor of the Beisachnesis and the honor of his fellow man. Not to step over the place where they were sitting. It shouldn't look like he is scorning them as he's walking over them. Ocean, another statement. With what merit did you live so long? All my life never was anybody before me in the base of He was the first one. I never said a bracha before I came. It means always gave a koyen the right to eat first. That's they sat down at a suda. So people sit down and start eating and make a broche. I didn't do that. I waited for the koyen to be first. 
However, the behemoth is not tevel, it's not ostrich to eat. It's only a mitzvah you have to give. So if you slaughter the behemoth, you can eat immediately. Only you have to give to the kayan. But he never ate until they had first given the kayan the matonis kun. Say that. With what Mary did you live so long? I never honored myself by somebody else's indignity. I will soon see a parish on that. On my bed, they never went up. They curse against my fellow man. Now, there are also two perushim of this. We'll soon see that. explains. The first, I didn't gain honor to somebody else's indignity. Like the following case, Avune was carrying a hoe or a shovel. He was a farmer on his shoulder. Also, Rav Chone Balchan, he was a tzaddik, he came along, and he saw Ravune carrying the hoe, because Dori, he took it off of him. He said, I want to carry the hoe for you. Ravune said, no. If you're accustomed to carry a hoe in your town, it's not beneath your dignity. All right, Dori, you can carry it. But it's not your dignity, because Rav Chone Balchan was a very wealthy man. It is not your dignity to carry a hoe in the street. Is no busy the door. I should get honor by your indignity, Lo I don't want. Although the plain meaning that a person who honors himself with somebody else's shame ordinarily means he compares himself to somebody else to the loss of the other party. He says, I wouldn't be like so-and-so. No. I don't do such things. That's called honoring yourself by somebody else's shame. That's the play meaning. By means of putting somebody to shame, he would get more honor. But to Hasidim, it has another meaning. Loyos is not properly Kabul covered that he should be honored by somebody. Even though the other party comes and he volunteers to do it. Like Ravchone Bahanoi volunteered to carry the hoe for Ravchone. So Ravchone wouldn't do it because it would be indignity for Ravchone Bahanoi. If that's indignity, it's chavit. So the same maimah chazal, which usually means one thing, you shouldn't cause yourself honor by comparing yourself to somebody else and saying, I wouldn't be like that person. But chassidim have another page, even if somebody comes along and wants to honor you voluntarily. But it's going to cause them a certain indignity, so you say, if you are not accustomed to carrying this thing in your hometown, 
Therefore, you cannot do it for me because I don't want honor through your indignity. Say that. The bottom paragraph. He's speaking about Hasidus ben Odom al-Chaveroim. Similar to this, Abizera said, I never was angry in my house. That's a very big thing to say. But he was able to say it because he was a chosid. But it's an ideal that everyone should aspire to. For those who are the people, I never walked ahead of someone who was bigger than me. Let's see, he's walking on the street and someone else was coming along in the same direction. He made his business. If he was in a hurry, he didn't walk ahead of him. Maybe crossed the street. I walked faster. But in front of the person who was more important, he didn't walk ahead. That's because of respect for Torah. I never thought of Torah in unclean alleys. Now for us, that's easy. For them, it's extremely difficult. But he forced himself to desist from what he loved to do most. Just because it was a dishonor for the Torah to think in such places. Now this last part explains the previous part. He never walked four Amis without speaking or thinking in Torah or wearing tefillin. So now you understand what a difficulty it was for him to refrain from thinking in Torah in Mavayas HaMetun office. Although I never fell asleep in the Beis HaMedrash. A long sleep or even a very short sleep. Now, for most people, it's also not a big thing because they walk in and out. But he was there all the time. He spent all of his time in the base of Madras. And he was there late too. And if he never dozed off, that's already a chassidus. <laughs> I never rejoiced in someone else's misfortune. Now that you have to know is an important subject. Because although people sympathize with others, but in many instances, their heart rejoices that it didn't happen to them. Good. But they also have more simcha just because it happened to somebody else. And when somebody sees misfortune and he is happy that it didn't happen to him, it's one thing. But in very many cases, his happiness is augmented by the fact that it did happen to somebody else. And not to rejoice in somebody else's misfortune is not so easy. But he always made it a principle all his life to strive to be so sorry when something happened to anybody that he couldn't 
feel any kind of satisfaction. I never called my fellow man by his nickname, even though the world called him by that name and wasn't a name of insult. Nevertheless, I always honored him by calling him by his full correct name. Say that aside. You have here deeds of chsidis in all the ways that were explained above. Chsidis towards HaKadosh Baruchu, Chsidis towards Solomon, the Omer Od Zechneva. He quotes another case. Omer Av Man de Boile Mevi one who wishes to be a chosid, let him fulfill all the things of roches, which means when he has any kind of hanoi or pleasure from this world, he makes it his business to express his gratitude to Akkadish Baruchu. That doesn't merely mean he knew the right broch and he said it correctly. But it means also that he had the emotions of gratitude when he said, for everything that he enjoyed in this world, a glass of water or a piece of bread, whatever it was, he expressed his gratitude to our college brother who, who gave it. And that's part of Hasidus, the attitude of gratitude to everything, constantly feeling gratitude to Hashem. That regards his relations to Hashem, his creator. Only some say a different thing, or an additional thing. He wants to be a chosid, let him fulfill all the things of damages of property. It means to be very careful not to harm somebody's property. That concerns his relations to his fellow man. Now, when you're talking about not harming somebody's property, it surely is important to regard his safety, not harm somebody's safety. Many times, let's say, if you put your foot out into the aisle where a person can fall over it, or you leave your satchel in the aisle, even of a bus or the subway, People can fall over it, so you're making a boil. People can stumble over it and get hurt. Or when children come to your house to visit, leave your windows open, can Khalil fall out? There are hundreds of hundreds of things in which people have to be careful of other people's safety. And therefore, a chosid is worried about taking care of people's health and taking care of people's money. The Omer some say, the Kaya Mila de Ovis. He shall fulfill what is said in Mistikht Ovis, in Pirke Ovis. What is it there? Sheshom Nichloli Meyonim Yikol Hachalokim. Because there, all these subjects are mentioned together. So you study Mistikht Ovis, not merely to be the meaning of saying it, 
but he wants to learn and keep in mind all the advice that Ovis contains his advice being Odom Lamokim, being Odom Lachaverai, in all details, and there is a way for a person who wishes to become a Chosid, to fulfill everything in the six hours. Say that aside. Behinai, Kimilus Chasodim, who Ika Godel Chosid. The doing of acts of kindliness is one of the great principles for a person who wishes to gain the quality of Hasidus. Ki Hasidus The word Hasidus comes from the word Chasid. The word Chesed. And Chesed means kindliness. So how can a person be a Chasid if he not specializing in the doing of kindliness? Only in addition to kindliness to people, there's also kindliness to Hashem. How can you be kind to Hashem? When a person exerts himself to do an achasuach to HaKadosh Baruch by being especially energetic in mitzvahs, so he's a chosit to HaKadosh Baruch He says, Hashem remembers the chazde obvious or chazde David. You see, the pious acts of people are called chasodim. So there's chesed for people, chesed for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Omer Zuchayin Avrocha, Al Shlei Shedvarim Omer, the world stands on three things, Echad Me'em, Gimmi Luz Chasodim. Now the world stands on that, that's one of the three things, so certainly a person who wishes to be a chosid must specialize in that subject of doing kindliness to people. Now included in kindliness to people, you should remember, is the way you talk to people, even the way you look at people. The things that our college Baruch who gives a certain amount of fruit in this world from his work, although the main reward is not in this world. Now, the idea is like this. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees people are doing very good things, he wishes to encourage them. And therefore, he gives them Paris in this world. Paris means happiness, health, panosa, all the things that cause a person to be able to function even better. It's like a good worker. Although he's not being paid off till the end of the week, still, his employer brings into him a bottle of cold soda, he brings in a snack, because he likes that worker and wants to encourage him to keep on working and producing more. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu encourages the tzaddikim by giving them peres b'olam hazeh, and therefore they can accomplish more mitzvahs when a tzaddik is well and happy, has no worries and no problems, able to imply himself more through the subject of serving Hashem. And that's why Gemilus Chasodim deserves Paris in this world, because it's a very big achievement. Our Kodesh Baruch wants to encourage him. 
דורש רבי שמלוי, ישראל דורש תורו, תחילו סוג מילוס חסודים וסוג מילוס חסודים. תורו begins with kindliness, like it states, ויעש השם אלוקים לאודם ולאיש תקוסטוס אוהב על ילבישם, השם made garments for אודם ולאיש making garments for people is really a kindliness. At the end of the Torah says, Hashem buried To bury a Jewish body is certainly kindliness. It's an act of respect. It shouldn't remain above the earth and rot, deteriorate. It's a bizarre for him. And therefore you put him into the earth as soon as possible out of respect for him. Now, since the Torah begins with Gemilus Hasodim and ends with Gemilus Hasodim, that lets us know what the Torah is, and the Torah in between is all Gmilus Chasodim. For instance, when you want to buy a Sefer, as you never saw before, it's a new Sefer. So you look at the first page, and look at the last page, and it's interesting, you think most likely what's in between is also good. So when you look at the Torah, it begins with Gmilus Chasodim, and ends with Gmilus Chasodim, so you know everything in the Torah is a Chasod. The dinim of kashris is for our benefit. Dinim of parah aduma, whatever is in the Torah, is only for our benefit. Now, various forms of benefits, but all of the things in the Torah are only intended for benefit for the cloud Yisrael. That's why I say, "What's our kodesh baruch hu lezakos es Yisrael?" The thicker here, b'olehem Torah mitzvah. Well, the Shem wanted to give an extra merit to Yisrael. That's why he gave him more Torah and mitzvahs. And some things are given only for the purpose to help us have more schus. And therefore, the entire Torah, wherever you look, you should know one rule. It's our benefit. Set it aside. Now, this last point that he made, since the entire Torah aims to do kindliness. So we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us a Torah, which is our lives, and we study it always for the purpose we should always receive the benefits. So we say HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a model of always bestowing benefits, so therefore we should learn from Him like it says, you should walk in his ways. We should also feel that we should be constantly on the lookout for opportunities to do kindliness to other people. Various forms of kindliness, because it's never enough. Just like our college Baruch did everything only for the purpose of Gmilus Hasadim, so also we should be on the lookout for opportunities always to do some kind of chesed to somebody else. And that's why a person deserves the name of chosid if he's Isaac and Camillus chesed. Paragraph the Omru Oy, the first one, not the bottom one. Omru Oy in Yavamas. Now remember, we are on the subject of Chassidus, which means doing the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu beyond what he explicitly commanded us. 
גדולה שלו, וכל מי שיש בשלוש מידס הלאות, And he is modest, he has a feeling of shame, of embarrassment to do some things that are not correct, to behave in an incorrect manner. He has bushy. And he wants to do favors to people. He has these three qualities as a sign that he has inherited them from Avraham Avinu. ואומרו, אומר רבי אלעזר, גדול לו גמילוס חסודים יוסי מן הזוכר. Doing favors to people is a bigger achievement than giving to דוקר. שנאמר, זירו לכם לצדוקר, sow or plant for צדוקר, וקיצרו לפי חסד. You will reap according to the chesed, which means, although tzedakah is seed, if you give tzedakah, it's like a seed, and it will bring forth good fruits for the giver, but the real harvest will be l'fir chesed, according to the amount of gemilus chasodim that a person does. Yikisra means the real harvest is gemilus chasodim. The omroi, In three ways, Gemilus Chasodim is more important than giving Tzedakah. Tzedakah is what you give from your property, your money. You give with your body. Either you help somebody physically, you're helping your wife doing some of the work in the house, you help somebody carry a heavy load in the streets, Or you help somebody with friendly words and encouragement. You help somebody get a job. Gemilus Hasodim is helping somebody by your participation, not merely by your money. Sudok is for poor people. Gemilus Hasodim even wealthy people need Gemilus Hasodim. Wealthy people sometimes need someone to help them, to advise them, to do favors to them, or to encourage them. So Gemilus Hasodim includes everybody. They're all recipients. Everybody is ready to hear a good word from you, even the wealthiest and most successful man. Stoke Lechaim. Stoke is only for those who are alive. Gemilus Hasodim, Ben Lechaim, Ben Favors you can do for the dead too. If you do some benefit to a person's children, so the dead man appreciates that. If you do something in honor of the dead man, he appreciates that. If you do a mistress in his name, he appreciates that. The various ways that we can be gemel chesed im ha-mesim. And therefore, milus chesed, is more inclusive than... No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form 
even for personal use.